Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. It's a football Friday on Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Mike Blewett. Going to be here along with Dave Martinez for the next hour. Going to sprint through the league, and we're going to start it off with the action last night. You know, Dane, we talked here 24 hours ago about this game and how I just wanted to lay off it. I felt like Houston would win, uh, but I wasn't – because I created this narrative for myself that the Texans aren't really very good, I laid off it. And now here they are, and this team's 5-3, and three, and they are in control of this division now. It's just all of a sudden – it's funny when the te- these teams get on a little bit of a roll and win that Sunday and then Thursday game, it completely transforms their season. Just four days, five days ago, Miami was 4-2, and two, and I was telling Corey Parson on this Sunday lineup lock show with me, they're like, hey, at some point you have to give these guys credit. They may not be good, but they're 4-2. and two. And then five days later, 4-4, four and four, the defense looks terrible. Osweiler, it was Osweiler last night. And then it's the the Dolphins that a lot of people expected to be not so good this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the Dolphins' defense, listen, they got gashed on the back end. Safety's biting, allowing Fuller to get behind them. DeAndre Hopkins able to cross the field and getting, you know, they're losing track of DeAndre Hopkins, which is absolutely ridiculous, you know. And all of a sudden, you know, last week, Kerryon Johnson runs for 158 against them. This week, Lamar Miller runs for 133. But honestly, I believe the biggest storyline of this game, and you know, this is something I've been hammering all season long, Deshaun Watson did not get sacked last night. If this offensive line can, you know, improve, can turn the corner, can keep Deshaun Watson healthy and upright, then this team is dangerous. Listen, you know, that DeAndre Hopkins, we, we heard the news, unfortunately. It looks bad for, um, uh, for Will Fuller. Texans are fearing an ACL. But, like, if... If the offensive line can protect Deshaun Watson, then this once again becomes a dynamic offense. It is amazing to me the difference uh, an offensive line can make. True, but I can't – it'd be nice to say that this team is figuring it out. They obviously are on some level, Right. right? They've won five games in a row, so they're figuring it out on some level. But I have to base my opinion of their offensive line on the totality of the season. I can't just say, well, look, they fixed it. They fixed it last night. I don't know if they're going to fix it for the next bunch of games. Uh, Could have been more Miami defense than Texans O-line. And Cameron Wake was calling himself out, saying that they didn't do a good job. Uh, You have to put it on the defense. I'm going to give him 42 points. Deshaun Watson couldn't have been more efficient. He was 16 of 20 with five touchdowns. Uh, More touchdowns than incompletions. The interesting thing about last night's game, obviously you have 42-23 games, so tons of points and Texans covered and it went way over. But 
I mean, the Texans almost went over. What was the over? It's like four, it was like forty four and a half, right? It's like forty four, I think. Yeah. So yeah, and that's why I said I was like, I my hunch was that this might be a clunker, but I refuse. I will no longer bet any unders in the NFL in two thousand eighteen. I, I just don't won't. blame you. So the interesting <laughs> thing about it, because it was so high scoring last night, is that almost everybody that was fantasy viable. Yeah, get game. those points. So you had Deshaun Watson, 16 of 20, 239. Not a big yardage total, but five touchdowns. Who, who's complaining about that? Lamar Miller. It's Corey Parson is going to have to come up with a Doesn't new catch Doesn't suck phrase. anymore. 18 <laughs> touches, 133 yards. Alfred Blue. I mean, nobody really played him last night because Miller, uh, Miller was fine. But Will Fuller, look, that was your last game with Will Fuller, most likely. It, it Unfortunately, seems, yes. I mean, if they're t- if it's already in the news this morning that they're fearing that he tore his ACL, I would bet that he Sheft tore his ACL. Chef is reporting it is. Yeah. So five for one twenty four and a touchdown for Will Fuller, including the seventy three yarder. DeAndre Hopkins six for eighty two, two touchdowns. He said earlier this week, "Who's Xavier Howard?" I think he has a right to say that now. <laughs> Nobody's covering anybody last night. He's amazing, um, by he's the way. He's a great player. DeAndre, he's a great player. He's amazing. I made the case. I think he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. And, I, and Aikman made the point. I'm sorry to interrupt, Blue, but Aikman right. made the point that as compared to these other elite wide receivers, like Julio Jones has had Matt Ryan his entire career. Yeah. A.B. has had Big Ben his entire career. You know what I mean? A.J. Green has had Andy Dalton. Odell Beckham has the same quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins has had nine different quarterbacks, and among them have been guys like Brandon Whedon, T.J. Yates, yeah. you know, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brian Hoyer, and he still year in, year out produces, makes amazing yeah, plays, is not a diva like some others. I mean, I really believe when you consider the uh, inconsistent and poor quarterback play that he has as part of the equation, I can make the case that DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the NFL. I think he's in the elite group. I wouldn't put him as number one overall, but I think what you said absolutely raises an important point. He has not really played. He played with the Wizard of Oz, too, who played on the other side last night. So, yeah, I mean, so, you're furthering my point, but yeah. yes. So I, he led the league in targets last year. <clears throat> there is a component of them feeding the ball to him as much as possible, uh, which sure. they should do, uh, because they have not had a well-rounded offense, and they certainly haven't had a, a particularly accurate quarterback. But the guy he has now is legit. So uh, I think you'll just see him continue to rip off games like this game after, week after week and year after year. I think he's in that top group now, which we, we really reserved for only four players for the last couple of seasons, and Antonio Brown, um, Julio Jones, Odell, and... Uh, A.J. Green, who you just mentioned, and I think Hopkins is there. I think it's a five-person group right now uh, of those very elite wide receivers. There's a a few guys right behind that probably knocking on the door, but I wouldn't put anybody else in that class right now. Michael Thomas and others. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say Michael Thomas is the next guy in. I'd say that. But even him, him, we'll have a consistent good quarterback in Drew Brees. You know what I mean? I just – I think – you know, we talk about it with like young quarterbacks being like, oh, they've had different offensive coordinators, you know, four offensive coordinators in six years. And, you know, but like and, and, and think, think about things like now the back shoulder throw, you know, and the chemistry to be able to do the hot route and stuff like that. DeAndre Hopkins just doesn't have that opportunity. And that is a main part of it. I just like I just want to put out there like the guy is a stud yeah. and you can like count on him to make amazing catches week no in, week out. I mean, just. You know, I, I'm just player. a big fan. Absolutely. So <laughs> on the Miami side of things, um, 
Brock Osweiler, 21 of 37, 241. Danny Amendola did not have a particularly productive night catching the ball, 5 for 43, <laughs> but he threw a 28-yard touchdown sure. pass. So who cares sure. how you get the points? Don't <laughs> complain points about it. These points are points. This is fantasy. Uh, I'm not breaking down the film on how he ran his routes. I just want to know how many passes he caught, 5 for 43 yeah, right. on the six targets. So, he, he, you know, a nice game there. Kenyon Drake, really good game. He has 14 touches on the night for 95 yards and two scores. Uh, Frank Gore, 12 for 53. Uh, he had an additional touch as well, so 13 touches for 58 yards overall. Uh, and then the last guys that we talked about yesterday – Jakeem Grant, 4 for 36. Mike Gesicki, 4 for 14. But the last guy and the guy that just burst yeah. on to the fantasy scene is Devontae Parker. As Chris Welsh mentioned in the update, Parker's agent was complaining about the usage of his client, and he gets nine targets yeah. last night, six for 134. I would ask you this, though. Was that a showcase to move on from him, or do you think they're just going to bring him That's- back into the fold now? Yeah, that's what I just mentioned to Scott last hour, you know, clearly. And first of all, I know you saw the game, and I know you're a Steelers fan. One of his big plays looked like the damn immaculate reception. <laughs> Blew it, you know, like off the helmet of yeah. somebody else, and it pops right to him for like a 46-yard gain. Yeah. But to your point, yes, I do think this means to me that DeAndre, uh, excuse me, Devontae Parker, I think is going to get traded in the next six days. Like, yeah, it was a showcase in my opinion. Albert Wilson was hurt. Kenny Stills was hurt. You know, Stills may come back and you know the point you made about the agent talking publicly that the head coach doesn't know what he's doing I think um yes I do believe that Deion uh, excuse me Devontae Parker just helped his trade value and his market listen in a week where Amari Cooper a mercurial often criticized wide receiver who is still only 24 years old can find a team that thinks a change of scenery you know and coachability will 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 make it work for him I find it hard to believe that there's not a team out there I'll just throw one out there let's say the Washington football team for example that doesn't think that with a change of scenery Devontae Parker could do the same thing he is also young and he showcased that he does have some skills he is healthy we hear about a guy like Demarius Thomas potentially on the move Honestly, I would rather maybe take a chance on a guy like Devontae Parker, who's probably like six years younger, and it maybe only would cost like a fifth-round draft pick as opposed to the first that you spent on Amari Cooper and the like third that it may take to get a Demarius Thomas. I do think Devontae Parker is on the move in the next six days. Well, we did hear, though, over the course of this week that that's what the Dolphins were looking for and couldn't find it was the third-round pick. I don't know that that, perform- yeah. that one performance is going to push everybody over the edge. As far as Adam Gase is concerned, uh, he's coached 40 games now with the Dolphins. What do you think his record is? Oh, I saw this. Um, I saw, is it 20 and 20? That's right, right down the middle. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that is what it is. You're all what your record yeah. says you are. It isn't <laughs> terrible, but it's not going to win you anything <laughs> on a regular Listen, basis. Listen, and they don't have many home games left in September anymore, though, Blewett. That's true. <laughs> But that was right. That narrative was correct, just for the it record. It was, but is it going to be enough to get him on the over on the season win total? I really don't think so. They I think it's three more. I think it's going to start to unravel. So they play the Jets this week or next week. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm looking for Miami. Isaiah Crowell to rip off 125 yards or more. <laughs> yeah, you are because you're a Jets fan. <laughs> so the Jets. yeah, but there's no Bilal Powell, and that's run defense is a problem. So it is. So, but I'm just saying that game is winnable. Then they go to Green Bay. No. Then they have a bye. Then they're at Indy, win- winnable. 
Not, uh, I give, okay. I'm saying winnable. Then Fine. Have, one and a half I'll give you so far. Then they have the Bills. Two and a half? They can have three wins by week 13. Keep going. All right. Then it's the Pats. But it's the Pats nope. in Miami. I don't care. <laughs> At Minnesota. Nope. Hosting Jacksonville. Nope. At Buffalo. Okay, fine. I'll give you three and a half from See? now. That's so it. They're, they're, they just need yeah, seven. they're four and four. Right. Well, what's their total? I thought it was seven and a half. Six and a half. It's six Ooh. and a half. The reason Good that, thing the I reason got them I came, early on. Yeah, the reason I came. Good thing I got them early on at seven and a half. The reason I talked about the Dolphins so much is that the sharp betters were all over right. Miami at six, and it pushed the, so much money got put on the Dolphins over, it pushed up to six and a half. Now, you still needed seven either way, but I think sharp bettors will, will play the push to, you know, the, uh, the opportunity to not be under almost. You know, it's a positive bet. So yeah. um, they, they obviously thought they would definitely win more than five. They're at four right now. And, like, Miami, yeah. if you have Miami over six and a half, uh, you might sweat it a little bit, but you got to feel pretty good right now. So uh, yeah. on the other side. So I'm at seven. Yeah. I just checked. I'm at uh, under seven with Miami, under nine with Oakland, under seven and a half with Tampa, and then, Mike, I told you, I'm still over six and a half for your BC Eagles. Oh, man. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, you need two more, right? Yeah. It start, the, their month of hell starts right now. They got Miami tonight, Friday night game. Uh, that would be great if they can get that one because I, I think they'll win one of these next few, but then they have to go to Virginia Tech, then host mm. Clemson. And Ooh. then uh, Florida State at Florida State. But in college, if they win their bowl game, that would count for me, right? Absolutely. Which Great. They haven't done in a while. Well, they're not, whatever. They're not fair. I'll go to Yankee Stadium with you on like December twenty eighth or whatever it is. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> it was it was negative wind chill there last year. Yeah, and I, I'm sure I just died. Doesn't but sound appetizing. Anyway, so uh, by the way, there was a college game last night. We don't talk about college football that much on here, but there was a college game last night: Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. How many passes yeah. do you think they run the the triple option? Well, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. Yeah, How right, many right, passes right. Do you so, think they threw that. Just Georgia Tech? Yeah. Uh, five. One. Incomplete really? pass. There were no receiving wow. stats for Georgia wow, Tech. Wow, that's like Army, night. right? That's like <laughs> Army yeah. pretty much. Yeah, I know. It's I, I hadn't I can't say I've even seen that in an Army game. So Wow, uh, that's crazy. And they blew out Virginia Tech too, by the way. They ran for four hundred and fifty seven yards in well, maybe uh, BC will do the same. Yeah, I would hope so. So uh before we get back to the NFL, uh we want to tell you about the dailyroto.com NBA lineup optimizer, because it's now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL Premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. So you've heard a lot about the NFL DFS Optimizer here on the, fan- on, the, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And by the way, as an aside to this read, you should, if you're ever worried about how to use it, they have tutorials posted on the site. So you can go in, watch, and learn how to use it a little bit more effectively so that you can help to set your lineups a little bit easier. So... Um, and you've heard how subscribers are winning tournament prizes on FanDuel and DraftKings in the thousands, hundreds of thousands, and even the seven $1 million winners they've produced. Well, now you can do that, except NBA style. So if you're playing DFS and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong, and you're at a competitive disadvantage. So go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount. Start winning today. It's DailyRoto.com. 
Click on Go Premium and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount. DailyRoto.com, the site where millionaires are made, literally. So, all right, let's get back to it. We got, we're going to do picks later in the hour. I've, I feel woefully under, unprepared for this. So it's going to be like last week where I'm just firing off picks at the end of the show. So well, you got uh, commercial breaks. Like I that. do. I do have commercial breaks too. Those uh, those snappy ninety second commercial breaks. I'll do <laughs> tons of research during that. So obviously we talked about a few games yesterday, but uh, just to preview one before we hit the break, the London game. You have again an early London game. So for those of you that are going to go out and get hammered all day on Saturday watching college football. While you're at the bar, just look at your phone and set your lineup. So Philly plays Jacksonville at 930, uh, early London game. Do you like the early London games? I mean, I'm working at the time, so it doesn't bother me one way or the other. I do. Uh, I do like the early London games because, as you know, five days a week, I am up pretty early. I am on air at 7 a.m., so my body clock is such that I'm awake. So I'm on as well watch football, and I like having the four windows of games. Listen, from like 9 a.m. until midnight, give me 15 hours of football. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I like it too. It's like being in uh, when you live on the West Coast, you wake up and it's just right. Sunday football. It's a, when, if you ever spend a weekend out of the West Coast, it's sort of inter- during football season. It's yeah, kind of interesting. It does. It throws me off when yeah. I've been out there. But yeah, because you're like waiting for that late game. And you're like, oh yeah, that late exactly. game is over. At like Saturday. all the games are over, and then you go to dinner. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so Philly at Jacksonville, your thoughts on this one? Jacksonville's obviously reeling quite a bit, but um, can they get a little bounce back here? Both teams really underperforming so far this year. Uh, Jacksonville about to bench uh, Blake Bortles. I almost said Osweiler because they, they're, they're starting to blend in my head, those two. Osweiler right. and Bortles are starting to blend. But in, in any event, uh, both teams are struggling a little bit. So we can talk about it at length when you come back, but what are yep. your expectations for this game? Uh, my expectations is that one of these teams will use this quote-unquote business trip to get right, this is one of my three picks that I will make oh, officially. Let's do it after the break, then. That's a tease. So we'll talk That's about which team I think tease. gets right and which team is unraveling All after right. the break. All right, cool. We'll come right back with Dean's genius pick on the London game. It's Mike and Dane on FST. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice, we play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. We're back on FST, rocking out on a football Friday. Chris Lamona producing genius music as always. Uh, let me give you a question, Dane, before we get to your hot take on Philly Jacksonville. Uh, I got a question from uh, one of our listeners on Twitter. Uh, in the flex, half point PPR, would you go Tyler Boyd, Nick Chubb, or Mark Ingram? Can you hear that? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So I have a question for you. Barely. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I had I, some internet stuff going on. Okay. Yeah, uh, question for you. you from a listener. 
Uh, Tyler Boyd, Nick Chubb, or Mark Ingram, half-point PPR. Which guy would you go with? (sighs) Nick Chubb. I go Nick Chubb because Ingram has to split with Kamara. And Boyd, I like, and I like him even more in PPR, but I think the safest play for guaranteed touches and production is Chubb. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I think I, it's I, a high-scoring game against uh, against Pittsburgh this week. You think so? Yeah, I think this is going to be this is going to be. I want to get. We'll get back to Philly Jacksonville, but I think this Steelers game is going to. I heard Teddy Bruschi saying this uh, yesterday that the Steelers are going to prove that they're the class of the AFC North. I think because <clears> the Steelers probably have a bitter taste in their mouth about that tie. I think they're going to want to put a hurting on Cleveland. But statement. But this will be the game that I think you'll understand whether it's the same old Browns or that they've mm. really made some strides. Like if they really right. compete in this game, then you can't you can't just keep saying, "Ah, same old Browns." Like even if they lose. Like if this is a hard-fought loss, you'd have to give them sure. credit. This is a difficult place to play. Like, see, it's not easy to go into Pittsburgh and and beat the Steelers. I know everybody thinks the Steelers stink right now. It's just not true. Like they're three, two, and one. They'll probably win this game. Four, two, and one. They'll be all right. They just had a couple of the defense played like crap, and they had a couple of you know the bad tie, and yeah, they lost to Baltimore. Baltimore is their blood rival. Like these are, they just played badly for the first few weeks of the season. I I don't think that they're good enough to win the Super Bowl, but I do think that they're good enough to win this division, and I just think that this should be a statement game for them. So if the Browns are able to um, mitigate that or even better win the game for their uh, for their fans then it yeah. might be uh it might be the, the the time that people realize that the browns are legit moving forward i hear that you know if they hang with this kind of game you know they they tied first time out but that was in cleveland you know everyone knows about oh the narrative about the steelers at home so i agree with you if uh if they can hang with them I think that would say something for this team. I agree with that. Let me ask you something in terms of statement games. Yes, sir. You think they feed Connor in this one? So he's like, you know, coming off something good with the impending Mr. Bell potentially walking back in? I mean, that's what they do. I, I, it's what they do. Like, he gets the ball a lot. Yeah. So are they going to be like, wow, let's try and get him a few more touches? I don't think so. I think it's just, okay. just going to be what it is, which is great. A huge market share of opportunities uh, every time he goes out there. In fact, Daily Roto has him as the fourth highest projected player. They have Todd Gurley projected at nearly 30 points. <laughs> projected. I, I mean, mean it's, it's impossible projection, but it's it's reasonable. But uh, based on the way he's played this year. But Connor is the fourth highest uh, projected running back behind only Gurley, Mixon, and Barkley. Uh, James White, a very highly high projection this week, too. But as far as the other ones sure. are concerned... I think I am tempted to go Mark Ingram instead of Chubb or Boyd. I, I think that might be the way to go. I think he's going to see enough touches to make an impact. I know he didn't have a good game last week, but he gets a much tougher defense. Uh, Minnesota supposed to be a good defense. It's not playing like that this year. So, uh, all right, let's get back to Philly and Jacksonville because you said this is going to be one of your picks, and you can just tell us the pick and talk about the game. So you think it's Philly. Sure. I can tell. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. I got Philly minus three and a half. A couple of reasons. One, listen, it just doesn't sound good in Jacksonville, okay? Uh, off, literally fights in the locker room. You see the defense talking about the offense. We know the narrative on Blake Bortles, the short leash, Cody Kessler getting first team reps, things like that. I also, I just think that the Philadelphia Eagles are. You know, they're also three and four. They know they need this game. And I just trust Philly more to respond in kind. The other thing is, I want to ask you a question because I don't know if this is accurate. Um, Blew it. You know how the home team always gets three points? You know, that's that sort of thing. Yes, sir. Is that baked into the line in this one when the game is in London? No, it's a neutral site. Okay, but it's like the Jaguars are like the adopted home team. You don't think they're getting. No. You don't think they're getting any no. bump here because of that? No? No, because they play in London a lot? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, is it a home game for Jacksonville in it's, the same way as per, yeah, it's as a, for the handicappers? For As per the handicappers, I would say no. Like, I think the handicappers no? okay. would look at neutral site games to see if there's any sort of impact or how the Jaguars have played in okay. London. I actually don't know that off the top of my head. They, they played so if this in game London was in Jacksonville, it, it would be, be a half like point a, or a point? Yeah, I'm looking yeah? at Westgate okay. right now. It's it's minus three. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would think it, yeah. would, I think it would be even. It would be a pick in Jacksonville. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm still on Philly minus three and a half. I still think they make their statement. I like Zach Ertz a ton in this game. I do think Jalen Ramsey can handle Alshon Jeffrey a bit, but I think Zach Ertz will eat over the middle in this one. Yeah, he's become a really dominant uh, player. Uh, and a very reliable tight end in a, at a position. And I the one team I have him on is, like, as well as I've done in some of these other leagues that you and I are competing in, I, yeah. the team where I have Zach Ertz is, like, it's the most stable team because I never have to worry about that position where other guys are like, ah, you know, Jeff Swain, like me, including me, are like, right. yeah, Jeff Swain looks pretty good this week. Or make sure you pick up Red Ellison. Or, hey, let's yeah. back up Gronk with Charles Clay. Like, we don't want to do that. Right. Nobody <laughs> wants to do that. Like, hey, last night, hey, that Justin Howard looks good. Maybe I'll pick him up because Will Fuller uh-huh. got hurt. Like, you don't want to do that. But at desperate times, call for desperate measures. I understand it. but uh, So I'm with you. Um, it, it's just interesting that both teams are playing from a from like the exact same standpoint. Yeah. Uh, not just record wise, but like, hey, we mm-hmm. need to get our stuff together. We've played like crap for seven games. Yeah, we had a good game here. We had a good game there, but uh, if we don't get our stuff together, we're going to be three and five, and Jacksonville will be now two full games back of Houston, and Houston beat right. them. So even worse, uh, Jacksonville is going to be in a really tough spot. Philly, I mean, Washington's playing the Giants this week. Washington could be the so worst. That's probably a W. Like Washington could be the five and two team that people are like, ah, they still stink. You know, right? But, the same way that when Miami was three and zero, oh, I was saying, eh, <laughs> they still stink. Yeah, it turns out you're right. But anyway, uh, so I think. So is that your Philly's one of your picks as well? Officially, it's not going to be my pick. No, but I do. Oh, okay. I do think that Philly will win. Uh, I don't think I would make that my official pick, but who knows? Maybe things change in the next 20 minutes. So uh, Denver playing Kansas City. Uh, the over is only 53-and-a-half. I think Kansas City might score 53 on their own this week. Uh, I can't figure out Denver's defense, but uh, nonetheless, them going into Kansas City, uh, if I haven't used the Chiefs yet, that might be my survivor pick. And I don't like to mm. just go to the top favorite of the week. It's somewhat lazy, but I can't envision a a way in which, and I know they played them tough in Denver, but I can't envision them going to Kansas City 
and getting a win. I just couldn't. Listen, I think Kansas City wins this game. I think the spread is a little much, to be quite honest. I think it's – I'm seeing it at 10.5 right now, and I refer back – you know, I refer back to their Monday night effort in Denver where it was 27-23. Yes, that was in Denver as opposed to Arrowhead. Yes, it was a primetime game, so maybe the Denver crowd was especially yoked up for it. I acknowledge all of that, but I have seen now, you know, the 27 points they put up against Denver – is their lowest total of the season, right? So that's got to mean something. And yeah, I think Kansas City wins. Lot. It means they score 30 points Yeah, it points does. You're right. You're absolutely right. I think Kansas City wins this game. The 10 and a half, I, I think, may be a little bit much for me in any kind of division matchup where the back door could be open. Um, I like Kansas City. Sure, I think they're going to win. I think they're a viable uh, survivor pick. I just tend to lean away from divisional matchups, especially the second division matchup of the year when you're expecting them to sweep. I just These are just conditions I don't usually like. I like the Bears as my survivor pick a little bit more, but uh, I can see that. Are you taking the Chiefs this week? You have not taken them as your survivor pick yet this year. Hell yeah. I'm in. You going with the Chiefs? Absolutely. Let's do you it. You got it. I'm going to see if I did in my, in my other pool too. Um... In my other one, I am now two of 36 entries left. The, uh, the winner will take home six grand, so I'm excited about that. I am you, two buddy. of 36 entries. I had, I'm already clear. One of my entries was the Houston Texans Better this boy. week, and the other one I'm taking the Bears. Yeah, I'm going to see if I made my picks in my pool. I'll do it on air with you. So let's see. Here are my Fantastic. options. Yeah. Uh, I have not used the Chiefs yet. And 98% of the public is picking the Chiefs, which means I probably shouldn't do it, but uh, I'm right. going with them. So, uh, so there you go. Division uh, matchups. Look, I, okay. I, I was just so impressed. I, I get it. I, I get the divisional matchup thing. So, um, But at some point, I, I'm, I, I'm going to have to start picking them, right? You really like the sure. Bears. We'll talk about the Bears in a second. But the one thing, the last thing I'd say about the Chiefs, just re-watching their game, uh, their Sunday night game against Cincinnati the other day, so impressive. I mean, the Bengals never had a chance. That thing was 31-7 at halftime. It was 38-7 a couple of minutes after halftime, and it was just they just played out the rest of the game. Like, that game was toast 35 minutes in, and there was nothing the Bengals could do to stop it. And the Bengals aren't a walkover defense. They just got annihilated, much like the Steelers did a few weeks ago, but the Steelers weren't playing well at the time. Cincinnati's been playing overall pretty good defense. Yeah. I, I, you listen, they're incredibly impressive. I have shares of Patty Mahomes all over the place. Absolutely. This would just be the one, like, if I'm going to take the Chiefs in one of their 16 games, this is just one of the ones I would be less likely for them to take. But that doesn't mean I don't think they're going to get the win. I do. I may be, I, this game may be a pass for me with the 10 and a half. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Week 11, when they play the Rams, what's the total going to be? Chiefs Rams total would be week eleven. I think you probably we're gonna see seventy. No, <laughs> I think you probably started though at like sixty one, something like that. It's crazy. 59. I would take the over with that though. I would take the over. Yeah, if I see you? a sixty one, you you're a not total, taking under. Taking... So I assume you're gonna take right. Over. Uh, well, I could pass on it, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah. So we I, Kansas City. I, I don't think we need to say too much about what cool. it, it looks like there because you want to play everybody. You want to play all your Chiefs. You want to play Hunt and uh, Kelsey and Hill and 
uh, Mahomes, and if you have Sammy Watkins, that's probably the the game. You know the the guy that you have to make a call on as to who you're who else you're rostering. So keep that in mind. Now Denver, um, what do you expect here out of Denver? I have to play Philip Lindsay in a league, so I'm looking forward to him having hopefully another good game. He had one last week. I didn't play him. It cost me a few points. Did not cost me the win. But your thoughts on Lindsay? Yeah, I like Lindsay a lot, apparently, because, you know, they are now we're getting beat reporters saying that they are, the Broncos are, quote, unquote, hopeful that Royce Freeman plays, right? So Royce Freeman was in a walking boot earlier in the week, so that's a strike against Freeman, which would help Lindsay. The other thing is game script. If we're so big on this Kansas City offense, you know, Freeman is the kind of early down, you know, one cut and go on the stretch play that Denver system like a Terrell Davis was. It's Lindsey who's the scat back, the PPR kind of back. I think game script and the fact that Freeman is banged up means I'm completely comfortable starting Lindsey this week. Yeah, he Daily Rota has him projected for twice as many points as Royce Freeman. So uh, yeah. Philip Lindsey's a guy that I picked up right, like right at the beginning of the year after he had that first game, right. and I I don't think I've even played him yet. In a couple, in those couple of leagues, like I've just been biding my time, waiting till I really have to play him, and then this is the week because well, of five weeks. Time. Yeah, I have one one uh, one team where I have Sony Michelle and Dalvin Cook, so I'm right. I'm hurting right now. And Lindsey's a guy that comes in, so I'm, I'm comfortable with it. And there you go on that game. Next one, Jets. Your Jets against the Chicago <laughs> Bears. You're picking the Bears because you think Darnold can't go on the road and get this win. That's correct. And also, listen, you know I love the kid. They're not the same darn old Jets. You know I'm a Jets fan. You know I've been I, – I, two years ago I was saying hashtag suck for Sam on this one. Um, but what we have seen is that he still does have a propensity to turn the ball over. And I think the Bears will turn him over a couple of times. I, I, I would almost – if there's a – you know, I go over to mybookie.ag. If there's a prop bet, will there be a sack fumble this week? I would bet yes on that prop. I just don't think they're good enough to go in and get a road win right now. Especially, listen, these Bears' offense is starting to get better and better each week as well. I just don't think they're good enough to go on the road and win, so I got Chicago. But I would pass on the spread of, uh, I think it's like up to eight right now, but I'm talking about as a survivor pick, money line pick, not necessarily the spread, because I pass with the eight points. Okay. <clears throat> Understood. So, now next one, other New York football team, the Giants. Hmm. Pick them. In MetLife Stadium, Washington traveling in there. So we talked about that, you know, how the teams get a three-point bump for being at home. So Vegas basically thinks that the Redskins are a better team, but home field advantage and all that jazz. Giants 1-6, and six, desperate, obviously, to get a win here. Washington 4-2, and two, they can really make a statement in the division, especially if Philly stumbles in London. But Alex Smith, seven t- passing touchdowns to three picks in his past six versus the NFC East. Adrian Peterson had 99 yards last week. Capri Bibbs, who was somewhat popular in deeper leagues and waiver wire picks, had a receiving touchdown last week. Jameson Crowder went 7 for 141. The last time these two teams played, last November. Mm. So, uh, is that's he healthy? A, I don't think he's even going to play. I think he had a doubtful. I think he's doubtful. Yeah, he had a doubtful. So, uh, that's not likely to happen. And then Eli, right. last week, 399 and a touchdown last week. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 9 for 94 and a rushing t- touchdown last week. Second in the NFL in scrimmage yards. Odell had a big week last week. Sterling Shepard had a big week last week. Didn't matter. They still lost. So, 
how do you see this one playing out? It's a pick'em game. So. Yeah, one thing I'm going to say on this one, you know, we don't talk on Wednesdays, right? And during the show, there was breaking news of the Giants making another trade, right? Yeah. We saw them traded Eli Apple away earlier in the week, so that hurts their defense. But I am concerned. They traded away Damon Snacks Harrison yeah, yesterday, right? And so to me, I think that has a big impact on this game, so much so blew it that I have Adrian Peterson in my DFS lineup at 7,000. This guy's running for 90 yards every game. I think the rest of the passing game is banged up with Crowder and the like. Um, I don't really believe in Capri Bibbs. I like Adrian Peterson in this game so much so that he's in my DFS lineup at 7,000 on FanDuel. I like it. We have a, I have Adrian Peterson on one of my squads, so I'm uh, playing him. I was going to play him anyway, but due to bye weeks and all that kind of stuff, but I guess you can feel yeah. confident about that. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this a lot on Sunday because we got some special guests coming in on the show on Sunday. I don't think it's been announced oh, yeah, yet, so nice. I can't say anything. But oh. uh, yeah, a little tease. So listen in on Sunday. We might have some pretty high profile people coming. In but I just and this is a this is a really muted way to do the blow up and let's retool this thing. Trading a couple of defensive players, like just get rid of all of them. Trade Vernon. Trade everybody. You keep <laughs> yeah. Landon Collins and Odell and Shepard and Ingram and Barkley. Everybody else. Them in Oakland. They're tanking. Yeah. Everybody else, thanks for playing. We'll come back. We'll talk more about the Giants after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we're back. <laughs> Corey Parsons cracking jokes here in the studio. So, oh yeah, do they have anything to do with the King Scott Angle? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay, it's not unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean, it was funny, so I'm glad he said it, but you can't say it on air. Uh, Fair enough. Anyway, moving on to football. I got to do these picks, uh, but uh, we keep going through a couple more games, and then we'll get to our picks. So. Uh, we talked about the G-Men. I just wonder, like, they're dipping their toe in the water of blowing it up. Just blow it up already. We got, like, five guys that we can keep. Lawletta, Ingram, <laughs> Barkley, the two receivers, Landon Collins. Everybody else. Will Hernandez. Oh, Will, yeah, Will Hernandez. Hernandez too. Yeah, it's, I forgot about him. Everybody else. Just phone lines are open. Just call us and get rid of him. I, that's the way I would do I it. I think that's what they're doing. Eli Apple gone. Snacks Harrison gone. Olivier Vernon could be next. I, I hear reports that people are interested in Janoris Jenkins. I they mean, should be. Those are I, the guys that should yeah. go. They're expensive and older. So get rid of yeah. them. So I just wonder. I just thought they'd get more for Snacks Harrison. But, you know, this is the way the trade market is. Like, people are like, hey, we're yeah. taking $20 million off your hands. Uh, how, about, right. how about we downgrade that draft? How about a, fa- how about a five rounds? and a seven next That's year? Right. right. So... Uh, anyway, so in this game, you like Adrian Peterson a lot. You obviously think the Reds can take this one. You think the Giants can just continue the slide? <sighs> yeah, and here's the funny part. Like, 
Washington has something to play for. You know, like they're four and two. They could go to five and two, you know, and maintain a two game lead on the defending champions. I continue to be, relatively speaking, a non believer. But at five and two and in a two game lead in the division halfway through the season, you're going to have to start to take notice. I think they just have more to play for. And the Giants are planning their, you know, vacation already. So, yeah, yeah, give me Washington. Yeah, we got a call here. So we got Marty in Chicago. Uh, Marty, you going to be going to that Jets Bears game on uh, Sunday? No, man, I'm, I'm good on the Bears right now. I'll pass. Okay. <laughs> What's up, dilly dilly, man. How you guys doing, man? What's up, dilly Steve? dilly, brother? Man, I finally woke up early enough to catch you on the show, dude. I, wa- I had a trade question. I finally got the the running back, but I want to know if you think I lost the trade though. Okay. What's up? Um. So I, I traded. I I I got. Uh, I traded away Leonard Fournette, Clement, uh, Ingram, the, the tight end, Ingram, the running back, Baldwin, and oh then I got, I got A.J. Green, I got Kerryon Johnson, I got okay. Uzuma, and then I got Shoney Michelle. I don't think you lost Listen, it, I mean, there's a lot of players, but I, I think I like what you got back because I don't believe in Leonard Fournette, and it sounds like the guys you got back in terms of Sony Michelle and the first running back you got back, I think you got – I think you got good talent coming back. Marty, what, what, do you was, your record? Yeah, was, what lot, was your record? My my record going into this, I'm in I'm in seventh place in a twelve man league. So he's right there um, on the cusp. All right. So yeah, you I'm three do and it. four. That's a crazy you gotta do it. So here's the thing. Because of that, of where you are It's not a you, keeper league, by like, the way, is it? No, it's not a keeper's league. But th- and that's the thing. Because of where you are, you need to make your push. I think trading exactly. away Leonard Fournette and getting back whatever you can for right now is a good move, brother. I would want Kerryon right. Johnson and Sony Michelle and AJ Green. Sure. I like all those guys. The rest sure. Yeah. Sony sure. Michelle's just hurt right now, so you got to deal with it. Yeah. And so. Leonard Fournette's not going to give you jack until like right before the fantasy playoffs. So you're in seventh place. I understand the move completely. I like it. All right. Good stuff, Marty. <laughs> Thank you. Man. All right. Uh, well, good luck with that trade. I think you'll be all right. Yeah, hopefully, you make the playoffs there. So back. Back to the games, but uh, we'll do yeah. we'll do one more game and then we'll do our picks. So cool. Let's do Packers Rams since it's a very high profile game. It's the largest mm-hmm. underdog that Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his career. Right now, it sits at nine and a half, fifty six and a half over under. Uh, everybody thinks the Rams are going to eat Robert Woods, the highest projected wide receiver uh, according to Daily Roto. Uh, well, let me see. No, feel, uh, on the main slate. No, let's see. In front of them, we got – let me just do this. I, I want to make sure that – Yeah, there's I a couple the more. Proper information on the main slate. It is A.J. Green. I think he's like sixth or Tyreek seventh. Tyreek Hill yeah. and Robert Woods. That's the top three. Uh, I huh. think those have adjusted slightly as uh, from the from them uh, when they originally released the projections. So only AJ Green and Tyreek Hill are projected over Robert Woods for DraftKings points. I just picked DraftKings just to pick something there. Gotcha. So uh, there may be some other guys in different uh, slates that are a little bit different, you know, that when these the uh you know the Saints uh Adam Thielen is projected over him, but that's not on the main slate as far as uh, DFS is concerned because it's the Sunday night. What game. I would say on FanDuel, Robert Woods is the eighth most expensive wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, A.B., A.J. Green, Devontae Adams, Odell, Juju, Tyreek Hill, and Mike Evans, all uh, more expensive. But if Daily Roto projects him as, like, second or third, then that's a value there for Robert Woods. And, yeah, he's by far the best value, too. 6800 on DraftKings as opposed to A.J. Green, 
who's 8,000. They right. like him too, but uh, reality is they just feel like he's going to see the most points. He's, seen, he's out-targeting uh, Brandon Cooks right now, and Cooper Cup is out. That's one thing you really need to know there. So they've had a very condensed share of targets. Uh, Josh Reynolds maybe sees a few targets to make up for the loss of Cooper Cup, but really I think you can just count on guys like Woods and Cooks and Gurley to see even more touches. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, you know about the Rams, right? You're not sitting these guys. You know, yeah, you're starting Gurley, you're starting Goff, you're starting Woods, you're starting Cooks. You know, especially if Cup is out, then a bigger share of the pie for all of those guys. I'll say, as far as the games, I was going to make this one of my picks, but I, you know, it just hit the cutting room floor. Give me Green Bay, though. Give me Aaron Rodgers plus nine, nine and a half, ten, whatever it is. I think the back door is completely open for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I could see this very easily being, you know, 30 to 17 early fourth quarter, you know, something like that. And then Aaron Rodgers getting that garbage time production. Um, And remember, Cobb and Allison should be back for the pass. You know, there's two teams in the NFC that have tried to address their pass coverage woes by drafting guys in the last couple of years, Philly Mm -hmm. and Green Bay, and they still can't cover anybody. These are young players. They're getting smoked. If you've targeted the Philly and Green Bay secondary all season, you've been in good shape. In DFS, in uh, seasonal, uh, they just are really struggling there. As far as projections here, you know, Devontae Adams, you're obviously always going to play him. Randall Cobb and Toronto Allison are back now, so they are viable plays here, uh, even considering your – narrative uh, them getting back into the game backdoor covering you're going to see some garbage points there potentially or maybe they stay competitive the whole game reality is Cobb and Allison are viable they're not must starts but it's with a high implied total game I think you're in good shape to play one of these guys especially with all the bye weeks that are hit with Falcons out and other teams yeah, I agree. You may have Keenan Allen on a bye. You may have Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones on a bye. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. It's funny. When you said teams get in the secondary, I thought you were going to go to the Saints and Marshawn Lattimore and who have also traded Damn for too. Eli Apple. It looks like they are making moves specifically because they know the Rams are standing in between them and the NFC title. Yeah, and I don't know that Eli Apple is going to fix anything, but at least they're trying. Yeah, me, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's plan B when you wanted Patrick Peterson, you wind up with Eli Apple. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's do our picks. You only got a couple, few minutes left here. Sure. Uh, you already did your first one, and that was uh, Philly. Philly. So you like Philly uh, laying down, three laying the three and a half points. Okay. Um, damn, I wish the Steelers wasn't such a big spread. That does worry me some. Scott is officially on Cleveland plus eight. So he's a believer. Scott's a believer. Yep. Um, yep. All right. As you're thinking, I'll give a second one out, okay, ahead, so yeah, to, to let you think. Yeah, so I've done Philly minus three. Another one, honestly, you know how I love these home dogs, but I'm going against it, Blewett. Listen, uh, we talk about how the Giants are a tanking dumpster fire. You know who else is? The Oakland Raiders. I actually think I'm intrigued by these Indianapolis Colts. They've been scoring. Andrew Luck, I believe, has four touchdown passes in three of his last four games, and the other one, he had three touchdown passes. Give me the Indianapolis Colts. They get T.Y. Hilton back. Jack Doyle may return. Maybe Marlon Mack is in. Maybe he's out. I just think it's bad in Oakland. They've lost their number one receiver. They've lost their number one running back. I know, but you've told me to not worry about that narrative anymore, so I'm not going to. And, you know, the, the everyone's over there looking around being like, am I going to be traded next? I think there's mistrust there right now. Give me Indianapolis minus three and a half on the West Coast against Oakland. 
I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. Do you know why? Because I think why? for the rest of the year, you're not going to see spreads even close on the Raiders. I think they are going right. to spiral down. Yeah, three and a half is the best I'm going to get. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> and it's because it's the Colts, and people don't believe in the Colts either, yep. which is fair. Their defense isn't very good. And, uh, even though, from a fantasy standpoint, the Colts' defense is ranked, ranked like sixth this year so far. It's always a funky yeah. thing. Cause, I know, have them as a streaming defense. They're third in the league in sacks. Yeah, I think I actually have them this week, too. I think I did the same thing, or I, I have a bid in for it right now. So I'm going to yeah. jump on that bandwagon simply because I think you'll see Raiders' spreads blow up from here on out, especially if the Colts put a hurt on them this week, beat them by mm-hmm. 10 or 14 or whatever. Right. Um, the home dog thing, I'm throwing it out the window. I think the Raiders are sure. the worst team. I do see the Giants winning a few more games. I'm not sure if the Raiders will win another game for the rest of the year. I think you're right. I think everybody, when it gets to this point in a season for a team like this, guys are going yep. to make business decisions. Yep. And they'll be like, yo, I know I'm not going to play here. I'm not playing here next year. So I'm That's not right. trying hard for John Gruden so he can yell at me and, and all this kind of stuff. So uh, I'm with you. So I jump on that. I do like that. I don't know about that total because I, I don't know if I have any confidence in the Raiders to score. But on the Raiders' front, who is the one guy you'd want? It's Jalen Richard, right? Yeah, it's Jalen Richard. I will about, say this. About, both Since the Colts do put the ball up a little bit, throwing the ball, right. they're trying to maintain a little bit of balance now with Marlon Mack coming back and having a good yeah. game. But – um, who would you want on the pass catching side of the ball other than Jalen Richard? Yeah, I'm stacking wise. this game. I have Andrew. I'm stacking this game uh, with the game stack like a Colin Drew would do. I have Andrew Luck and Chester Rogers and Eric Ebron. I'm getting all the potential Colts that are not named T.Y. Hilton to play the price because I do think Andrew Luck throws for three or four touchdowns. And then check it out, blew it over on FanDuel. Jordy Nelson and Martavis Bryant are both 5700 That's real cheap. The prices came out this week when Amari Cooper was still a Raider. Okay? Got so it. they're both at 5700 I like Jordy Nelson maybe to get the most targets and catches there. So I'm all over this game. Cool. Uh, the total is at 50 right now. What's your third game? Yeah. Uh, I am – listen. I'm going back to the Cincinnati well. I'm taking Cincinnati minus four and a half at home against Tampa. Okay, you talked about them on Sunday Night Football last week with Kansas City. The narrative on the Bengals and the Andy Dalton is that they fade away in primetime games, right? And that then Andy Dalton defecates the mattress. And that happened again, right? But this is the kind of game to me, that builds the narrative that, oh, maybe Andy Dalton is the guy. I don't like non-conference road teams. I know they changed their defensive coordinator, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Give me Cincy minus four and a half against Tampa. You you want, wait, you want Cincy minus four yeah. and a half? I do. All right, I have three and a half so, uh, in front of me. So I'm actually with you on that. Oh. So we're, we're going to pick two of the same games, and I'm also going to take the over in that game. I gotcha. have 54. So is that right? I have it as 54 and a half. All right. Sure. Good luck this weekend, everybody. We're out. Is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia. Bone marrow transplants give patients a new lease on life, but 70% of them must rely on a stranger for one. You can help. Register with DKMS to become a donor. You'll receive a swab kit in the mail, swab your cheeks, send the samples back, and you're good to go. Take the first step. Become a hero. Register today at DKMS.org.